Thank you so much for listening in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. Have you ever wanted, have you ever met somebody who's really talented? I mean, they can pick up music. They can pick up uh, in the music industry, like playing the piano and the guitar or anything like that. But with me today, I have a gentleman. His name is Michael Hardy. He's picked up the p- piano and by ear. And I'm sure he probably plays the guitar too, but we'll hear about that later. But anyway, welcome to my show, Michael Hardy. How are you? Hi, Kathy. And you know, you know, from what I hear out there, you know, as I did my own research and found out you're very gifted. So you really never took lessons. You know, I I have later in the interview, I'll go into a little bit of that about you know what lessons have I had or not had, but just in general, no, I haven't had lessons. I don't count. I mean, you play the piano. The piano by ear, you start playing that when you were four years old, and yeah. you play that, you know, from what I've, the music I heard, they're beautiful hymns, when everybody know oh. they're hymns, and how you, you just, you just play by ear, you never took lessons? Yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty interesting story, um, when people hear this, they're kind of like, whoa, they're taken back, um. And you know how it is when it's something that you've always had, it becomes normal to you, but it's still just a surprising, you know, to somebody who has never heard this before or come across it. You know, I kind of liken it to like there was a time in high school when I broke my arm and I had this cast on every day for two months. And, you know, after a while, it became part of me. It was, and then I was just telling people the same story, but it was just as surprising to everyone when they're like, what happened to you? You know? And I explained the injury and how it happened, and it just becomes so normal to me. But, yeah, the story with me playing by ear um, goes back as early as I can remember to the age of four. Um, kind of the backstory to that is, um, you know, I grew up in a religious home. My family, uh, you know, we would attend church every Sunday. And the way the church was set up is it broke people up by age category. So everyone from like 11 years old down to one years old would all meet in one big room and have lessons about Jesus and about God. And like any religious, you know, institution, music's always a big part of worship. And I remember as early as four years old, you know, we would sing these beautiful songs, you know, worshiping Jesus. And I would always look over to this piano player who I don't remember now, but it was this gal probably in her thirties and she's playing and accompanying us singing. And I was just drawn to the piano. I never touched the piano before, but I just loved the sound of it. And when I was four years old, I remember still vividly to this day, I'm looking through my front living room window because my parents had just got back from an auction sale looking for furniture for the inside of the house. And they weren't even looking for a piano, but they came across this old antique, pretty much beat up, broken piano, but it looked like a great furniture piece at least. <laughs> so I'm watching them unload this piano and bring it into the home. Mm-hmm. And the only way I knew any association to a piano was just because of that church. You know, when we're singing these songs, I remember that looks like that instrument that's played at church. So 
the next morning, I'm up before everybody. I have five siblings, my mom and dad. There's a family of eight of us. Very tight, packed home, three-bedroom, one-bath house. And I'm up before anybody at age four because I couldn't sleep. I was just antsy to go and play that piano the next morning. And then my mom wakes up because I'm sitting there on a piano bench. My legs are dangling in the air, and I'm playing some of the hymns that I heard at church. Uh and again this is the first time touching a piano and I'm at least playing it with the right hand and I'm simply putting this one finger on the left hand to give it like a a bass sound to the chord that Uh I'm playing I Um, didn't really think much about it but my mom came out really surprised because she woke up to it and was just in awe so she gets my dad and brings him out and goes look listen to Mike he's playing the piano so Long story short, that was my first introduction to the piano, and, you know, my sister, who's four years older than me, was taking piano lessons from an older gal in, in our congregation at church. She was teaching private lessons to some kids in the local congregation, so my parents thought about a year later it would be good to have me go and take lessons, mm-hmm. so I go to one of my sister's lessons, and we get there early so she could kind of teach me a little bit and she just lived about two streets over in the neighborhood so we walked over there together but the way that lesson went didn't go too well because she was trying to teach me the notes and at the end she was teaching me some very basic you know uh, children melodies and my brain was just picking up the melody and it was just memorizing it and then I would just play it verbatim right back to her so I had a hard time learning the concepts and the music theory behind it all mm-hmm. because the other part of my brain would just pick up the sound and I could just mimic it. So I um, didn't have any fun at that lesson. She knew right away that there was a problem because I wasn't mm-hmm. picking up anything that she was trying to teach me. And I was just basically oh, Michael, um, repeating what she was playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's talk about, you know, you, it had some, you had some difficulties to cope with some of the challenges and experiences that yeah. that were positive, positive later. But tell me some of the difficult challenges that you had. Was it? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, you know, I, and when I when we kind of prefaced it that way, I just want to say, first off, I feel so blessed in my life. I, you know, I hear stories about people going through some real trauma and some really big challenges in their lives. And you know, I just don't wish some of the things that have happened to other people. But, you know, everyone's got their story. Everyone's got their challenges. And, you know, part of the podcast, I just wanted to drive home a message that really music can be so healing in whatever trauma or whatever difficult hardship you're going through. And I found that that had really been a tool that has helped me through some really difficult times. Um uh-huh. You know, I wasn't probably the average teenager. I remember a lot of my friends would be going out on a weekend night, and I was just more excited about playing in my bedroom on my keyboard and learning that new song that's in my head and getting it out on my fingers. And, you know, um, so there were parts in my life or times in my life where it did affect me socially because I was pretty inverted, um, introverted, I should say, and where the music helped me to just express what was going on in my head or in my mind um but i do want to share one story um Um, let's before we go into the story let's play one of your songs i have here 
um, because I have been given much. So hold on, and we're going to play one of his songs. And it sounds so, the name, everything sounds so beautiful, so. Yes, and, and just to preface it real quick, this song. Here it goes, here it goes. Yes.
That was so beautiful. It made me want to cry. It was so beautiful. You are a talented young man. I mean, this is, I mean, for somebody self play, you know what I mean? Just did it by their ear. I mean, sound of their ear. That's just (laughs) unbelievable. That takes such talent. And I can see you going very far. I mean, I noticed you on Facebook, Instagram, and the other social medias. You've got a huge following, and now I can see why. Oh, thank you so much. I and the, that. Um, just do me one little favor. I need you to speak up just a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah, there we go. Sure. We got you. Okay. But anyway, but the, but the music <laughs> is, is just so gorgeous. And, um, and if it is difficult challenges, I'm sure... You probably found some reason to write that song. Tell me about it. Tell me what made you write that. I mean, not write it, but to play that song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you make a point there. Writing it, uh, none of my music is. Yeah, um, right. It's written, but really it's... written. It's just in my head, and then I just play it through, and hit the red button and record it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there, this song is actually a hymn. It's a, a song of worship that I learned in church growing up as a kid and it was just one of my favorite hymns because i just love the message behind it mm-hmm. and one cool thing about instrumental music is sometimes people may not know the song but they're just hearing the melody they're hearing these certain chords and textures and sounds that um, grab certain emotions and and tug at your heartstrings whether you understand the actual message lyrically or not, it can affect how people feel when they hear it. Um, And that doesn't mean you have to be religious or believe in God. I've had people around the world leave comments to me that don't even know these songs are hymns or worship songs. And I've later find out talking to them that they're agnostic or even atheist and they felt something by hearing this music. So, you know, music is just a universal language and, it's a testament to me because I just get these people responding from hearing the music and not just my music, but just other types of music that are calming and soothing and help to relax and reduce stress. And that's really always been the type of music that I've been drawn to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that kind of music that helps to just when you, you were know, take you away from the worries of the world, you know. Michael, when you were going through the um, difficult challenges in life and some of the experiences that you had, um, you were you were playing these music to help you heal. Yeah. Within. Exactly, and I'll share one story. Um, when I was 23, this is back in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, one day I was at work and I just had to go home around 2 p.m. I almost finished the full day, and within 30 minutes, I went from completely feeling fine to feeling like I was going to die. I just came down with what I thought was the flu at the time, mm-hmm. and it just drained me, and I had this really bad headache, and I ended up having my boss take me home and just out of nowhere, and I went straight to bed. And it happened to be a day where my parents were away in Laughlin, out of town. My Everyone, you know, this is... Two of my siblings were already out of the house. The others were at friends' homes having slumber parties. <laughs> I ended up being home alone, so I called a good friend of mine at the time because he came over and literally took care of me. I don't remember anything. I ended up going to the hospital at 5.30 the next morning. She took me, and I don't remember a thing because what had happened is, is testing. 
and I was diagnosed with spinal meningitis. And that can be a fatal sickness that can take you within a couple days or even hours. It's a, literally a blockage of the airway of oxygen leading to your brain because your spinal cord gets inflama inflammation. And I was losing oxygen to my brain. And mm -hmm. they got me there just in time. They were saying, I ended up in the hospital for almost a week. But my brother at the time, living in Utah, you know, got the text. Well, not the text. This is back in 1997. But got the phone call that I was there at the hospital. And he ended up flying down and brought my portable keyboard from my home. And I've got an oxygen mask on my face. And I'm in this bed in the hospital. And I've got this keyboard laying on my lap. This is about the third day that I was there when I was starting to feel better. And I was playing for hours, you know, while they're coming in and nurses are coming and going. And literally, I feel like the music saved my life because it put me in a place where I was able to escape what stresses I was feeling physically, but also emotionally. And I had headphones on and I was just playing music to myself and literally carrying me through that moment. Of course, my family and friends coming and visiting was all moral support to strengthen me. But music had that much power in me and that was the first time i really really knew how much impact music had on me when it was literally where i felt like i was dying and the music you know was in a way a conduit a way to channel you know to feel healing and to feel strength and um so i just wanted to share that my older brother knew me well enough and he thought of the idea i hadn't even thought of it and he came up with that idea of bringing the piano literally into the hospital <laughs> and he mm -hmm. had to get permission to bring it into the room and the doctors didn't understand why and he just said he needs this so mm -hmm. wow and your you know, brother just, picked up on that it's so nice that your brother picked up on what you really need it's, isn't it interesting how our siblings know us really well if yeah. anybody <laughs> you know but how they can pick up on you know something that's more he just knew what you needed Maybe he was yeah. getting some type of powering message from somewhere. The universe yeah. was telling him, get that keyboard. But anyway, yeah. um, that have you had um, those people who've written to you tell you stories relating to the, your music and uplifting them in a more positive way with some of their challenges Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I go back you know, really from that moment in 1997 was really kind of a like spiritual launching pad for me because I, I also had prayers on my behalf that I would heal and recover. And I, I ended up recovering a hundred percent. And then I felt like a greater commitment to give my life back to God. And it really was a segue into, you know, trying to find God again. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because that was, oh my gosh, how long ago was that? Like 20, 23 years ago or 26 years ago mm -hmm. um, if I'm doing my math right or 24 years ago it, it, since then it's really just been this tug and war relationship with God you know I feel like you know when I start doing well in life then I'm like you know there's this pride cycle that maybe we all go through maybe not just me but you feel like you know you don't need God as much because you've got everything figured out and life's good and then you get humble real quick when things like getting sick and suddenly you wonder if you're going to survive. 
Uh-huh. Uh, you get humbled real quick, you know. But have but, you um, gotten things from other people from all over the world? I mean, you mentioned that earlier, but can you relate an experience from somebody writing yeah. to you? Well, and, and with the experience of COVID coming into the world, you know, almost a year ago, I can't believe it. Um, you know, last June, here we are a couple months months into the COVID mm-hmm. season and, you know, people aren't going to church like they're used to doing. People are just feeling depressed. Sometimes situations are just not happening well for people, people losing their jobs or even people they know that are dying from this virus. Um, I just had this impression um, to use social media because I was sharing, I was doing a lot of music on my own to just help with my own personal challenges. And I just, a light went off in my mind. I thought, you know what? I should share this. Almost every night I would play the piano to just kind of calm myself down and get myself ready to, you know, unwind and go to bed. And I thought, it's kind of selfish, you know, if this is helping me, maybe this will help other people. And mm-hmm. it was the first time I ever went live on Facebook. I didn't even know how to do it. I had to go on YouTube and follow the steps to go live. <laughs> You're funny. But I, I started with just my small group of friends on my private page. Mm-hmm. And there was probably about 15 people that watched that first night. But then people were sharing it. People were commenting and saying, thank you. I really needed this tonight. And I was just blown away by the reaction people were having. And I felt like there was this need or almost this obligation I had to keep doing what I was doing. And so I committed myself. I said, you know what? In two weeks, I hadn't even planned to do it more than that first night. But by the end of an hour of playing and just reciprocating and feeling those emotions and reading people's comments, I knew I had to do it again. So I said, you know what, in two weeks from tonight, I'm going to do this again. And since then, I haven't stopped. And that started back in June mm-hmm. of 2020. And what has happened has just been incredible. I've just seen people all of a sudden are following my page or they're requesting to be a friend or I'm getting a, a, a compliment from someone in the Philippines or in Brazil or on the East Coast. I'm over here in Long Beach, Southern California, mm-hmm. and the music's stretching far and wide globally. And, you know, I'm just this little person in the world sharing, you know, a talent that I feel like God has given me because I didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm finally giving back. And that first song that you just shared is called Because I've Been Given Much. The rest of that first line is called I Too Must Give. And I feel like that's what I'm trying to do is I feel like God has given me much and I feel like I do need to give back. And I feel like God is part of this journey that I'm on. And it's just been incredible that people are sharing their personal stories. I don't know these people. They're just Mm -hmm. these virtual friends. I've never Mm -hmm. met them in my life and they're opening up to personal situations in their lives in ways that I would never think they would and they're entrusting me with their vulnerability but sharing how the music has helped them to you know get past a certain situation or to keep enduring through whatever challenge they're going through mm-hmm. um you know they had a child that just died last month and they've been grieving but their music the music is bringing peace to their life and comfort right now mm-hmm. so it's been this very humbling moment for me mm-hmm. um that's just since June when I've been doing the Facebook lives. I also 
um, have created a few albums, you know, that are spiritual hymns. Um, since 2010, I had three albums before the last one that came out in October, and but nothing like what I've experienced in this last year. But mm-hmm. um, the music that I was doing before was always uh, with a group that we called Hardy and Welch. My last name's Hardy, and my mm-hmm. partner, who is phenomenal at playing the viola instrument, his last name is Welch. So we've had this Hardy and Welch music going strong for over 10 years, creating these albums, and also hearing people just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's always what's helped keep that motivation and launch us forward to keep wanting to create music because we feel like we need to keep doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely been um, a personal um, testimony to me of how music has helped me. I've been through a lot more in the last four years than I have in my whole life. <laughs> and if, wow. if you want me to share that, I can share that. Well, that's ho- yeah, do, do. Cause we want to yeah. hear your stories and, but we'll be right back after these messages. So hold on, Hardy. Um, Hardy. I mean, this is Michael, and we'll be right back with you. Of course. Thank you. Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of MathBeast EQ'd. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385 315-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Rocktop Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801-567-1234. We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801-567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home. I'm sitting here with Michael Hardy. How are you today, Michael? <laughs> I'm having a I'm having a blast. This has been fun. Uh, what are we? Twenty five minutes into it. Twenty eight. Twenty eight uh, minutes. But tell me, you're going to tell me a story relating to some of the challenges, the customers, people that written to yes. you. Yes. Yes. Um, and then that could maybe segue right into the song following this story, um, the the song called "Beautiful Savior." But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I got married in 2001, uh-huh. uh, ended up having, uh, building a family with three beautiful children, and now they're, gosh, one's 18, my oldest is 18, uh, my other's going to be 16 in July, and one's going to be 12 next week, and it's amazing how fast they grow up, you know, <laughs> but um, we had uh, a 16-year marriage uh, four years ago, we had some situations uh, that came up where, you know, your whole 
world just kind of shakes beneath your feet. <laughs> okay. um, so I did go through a divorce um, about three and a half years ago. And, you know, anyone going through something like that, you know, you know, life just really, you know, looks right back at you and you have to really dig deep and, um, they throw you some curveballs, you know, I'm sorry. They threw you some curveballs. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and so that I think was probably my biggest trial. You know, the, the time in the hospital was another trial, but, um, so much has happened in the last three and a half years where life presents itself in ways that you're just, you're just forced to buckle up and just grow and dig deep and find that you can do things that you didn't know you could. You know, mm -hmm. um, you have to find purpose again. You have to find reasons. Um, and the reason I share that is because really my children were the reason that life was still worth everything and then some. Mm -hmm. um, the music again was also a tool in these last three and a half years. I would say more so than ever. Um, mm -hmm. I always had music as a part of my life. Before my marriage, during my marriage, I had a supportive wife who encouraged the music. But um, until then, uh, I didn't really see music as something that I really needed to cling to like mm -hmm. I have in the last three and a half years. And it's also allowed me to just grow more on a personal level and understand who I am mm -hmm. uh, in ways that I didn't understand before. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the music has, has been... Um, a way for me to express trauma and to kind of vent out the stresses that I'm feeling and the anxiety that I sometimes feel with my circumstances. Um, so yeah, I, I know, and there's actually, while I'm talking about that, there's studies that are coming out more and more that talk about really the healing power that music has. Harvard even has a study uh, that talks about how it reduces stress, that it can um, limit anxiety. It can actually increase memory. Um, not all music, but just calm, soothing music that reduces your blood pressure, your heart rate goes down. There's certain music that really, that has been tested and provable to do these things. And the type of music that I try to express is to create that result in people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always been naturally drawn to, um, you know, share. Well Let's play, let's play you the beautiful, is that the beautiful savior? Yeah, beautiful savior is a song that, um, that is in conjunction with my music uh, partner, Brigham Wells. You'll hear him on the Here is, it's singing, it's, it's playing now.
Another piece by Michael Hardy. This is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. So you got a website, and where they can listen to you? Are you on Spotify? Just you know, where are you out there? Yeah, you should be able to find us everywhere online. Uh, you can go to Spotify, Pandora, iTunes. Um, there's a website. I think you have a link to a website mm-hmm. that you can go to, and that's actually the Hardy and Welch Music website, mm-hmm. where you can go on the top tab and click on music and you'll see the different albums and different songs that are on there um this song here we just came out with and it's available as a single right now so you can go on itunes or really any streaming platform as well and uh find it there as well so mm-hmm. well you will be on you know once the show's over it'll be on the website the kathy lee parker show in his profile so i will put your website in there so they can go Perfect. and and find you and uh Thank you. and yeah your music is gorgeous and um what does your mom yeah, what does your mom have to say about this because mom's <laughs> always down the well trade. my mom has always been my biggest fan and oh. i don't know if that's just a mom's job but she has oh. really meant the world to me um you know she got that piano and i i almost missed this part of my story that i wanted to share okay yeah her, okay okay tell that yeah, story her dad her dad you know, my grandpa, my mom's side, did the same thing that I do. You know, when my mom was growing up, her dad was in the home. They had a piano in the home, and he never took lessons. He played by ear, would play hymns, would play, you know, ragtime and um, honky-tonk piano. This is all back in the 40s, 50s, um, 60s. My mom had this memory as a child. He grew, he was born with a bad heart. So he always struggled um, with heart issues growing up. And when he was, I think it was 39 years old, it may have been 40, he had passed away. Mm-hmm. So he had died of a heart attack. My mom was 18 years old. It was a devastating thing for my family. But kind of the legend goes that here I come around in 1975 and I kind of inherited the same gift that he had of playing music by ear. And of all instruments, the same one that her dad played. So as a way, I look at it like a blessing in in disguise. You know, here my mom loses her dad at such a young age. But she had always told me growing up while I was playing the piano in the home, it made her feel like her dad was still around and that her dad was in the home. Mm -hmm. You know, as I'm playing and playing by ear, she just couldn't feel his presence in the home and of course I never knew him he had died years before I was born but I feel this spiritual connection with my grandfather his name was Jay Harris and I've heard nothing but the greatest things about him this kind gentle uh, soft-spoken man uh, who would play the piano so I feel like there's this pressure I have to live up to but um I think that's also why my mom was such a big fan of my music was because it hit so close to home because of her circumstances and the connection she felt with my music and the loss of her dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now, you know, here's my brother that I talked about in Utah who flew down while I was sick. Now he's got four children and his oldest was caught with the same bug, if you will, (laughs) He also plays piano by ear and is writing and composing his own music 
he did take lessons at a very early age, but then just stopped because he just started realizing that he can do this without lessons anymore. And he creates beautiful music as well. So it kind of runs through the family. And uh, from time to time when we get together, in fact, you can go on Facebook and go back a few months to um, a funeral service that we attended mm-hmm. when his grandma had passed away. There's a video of the two of us playing four hands on a piano and just making it up on the fly. And we're creating this music together. <laughs> you know? So, Well, tell me about your children. Do they like what dad does? Do they like the, you, you know, know? Great question. They... You know, I think, it, again, it becomes normal to them because they've always had dad, you know, playing piano in the home. But they do love it. They've all inherited, you know, some, you know, musicality. My oldest loves music. She dances. She sings beautifully, but she's a little shy, so she doesn't sing, like, seriously unless we hear her in the shower. She doesn't know we hear her. But <laughs> um, That's second, where it all begins. I know. Voice lessons. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, but they all love to sing, and my middle daughter, um, the one that's going to be 16, she, I have a second piano downstairs in her bedroom, and I hear her playing these basic chords and singing her heart out, and so my my son, who's going to be 12 next week, there's actually a video of him last summer, if people want to scroll back on my page, he's singing You Raise Me Up, and I just did a a raw video of me playing the piano and him just singing and belting a Josh Groban of all songs. <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, it's not perfect, but they sing with their heart and Aww. they love it. But they don't want to take lessons. So I can't get too upset with them mm-hmm. because I also didn't take lessons. So there's kind of a, a hearty trait in all of us. You know, we're kind of honorary and don't like to be told what to do. So they, <laughs> mm-hmm. they I try to encourage lessons with, you know, people in the church that teach privately and they just won't do it. But they do like to explore and create in the ways that they do. And I try to nurture that and foster that. Well, Michael, what do you hope will come from your music? And how do you want to be remembered? Hello. Oh, my gosh. I think we lost him. Well, we're going to play one of his songs until we get him back. But I think I lost him. You must have clicked on his uh, um, phone there. But anyway, we're going to play one of his music. And, um, oh, here he is. There you are. I cut out. I don't know. No, you cut out. So just fine. Uh, Yeah, everything's charged and I'm just... But anyway, (laughs) never had that happen before. But anyway, um, this... I'm sitting there going to play one of your, your other music. but um, So what do you re- want to remember by? You know what I mean? Or oh, wow. hope people would want to remember yeah. you by with your music? You know, I, my, my, my goal is not to, you know, be remembered by everyone in the world. You know, I feel like just in my small little world of people who have heard my music and the comments that people um, – with feedback from me playing and sharing it through Facebook Live and through the albums that I have. It's already meant the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but I don't do this for a living. It's just really a hobby and some way to express and use my passions to, you know, just use as a tool to just help me 
you know, balance my life out. You know, we're all kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you need really some positive to the world, right? So is you, here I am. You yeah, be, I Michael, because you're going through some of the difficult challenges, you need a good experience and outlook for positive in your life yeah, while exactly. you go through that, those tough times. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a construction business and that's really what takes up most of my time. And, you know, life demands, you know, paying bills and keeping food on the table. So, you know, music is one of those things like you can do it and do it. And really until you make that breakthrough, it's really something that I don't put all my eggs in that basket because you really just have to keep, you know, up with everything else that, you know, you got to do, you know, I have children to raise, I have bills to pay, you know, so I have a, a good career. I own a business in construction and that's what I do. That's my livelihood. And mm-hmm. I try to balance it out really well with days that I have off that I don't have the kids while they're with their mom. And I try to just put both feet into it and really invest a lot of time in creating music and sharing that music. And, um, you know, you know what? What I want to leave behind is if people could really just feel like if they heard my music that it, it created a positive experience in their lives. You know, that means the world to me. Uh, well, Michael, and, uh, Michael, I knew somebody. I have quite a few artists that come on my show. They start off like you do. You know, some are uh-huh. quite younger, but they start off just like you. You know, they got this regular job, but they do their music. And I got a couple of them, really, three of them right now that um are doing it full time do wow. concerts and are on the road they're doing things and i'm like and they just said yeah, they did they <laughs> it was just a hobby it was just like how you started off with something it was just a hobby and the next you know it it turned into a career you know their job and what job they have wow. is your hobby you know what i mean that you love but um that, that's amazing you know and there are those beautiful stories and you know it, it's amazing that i've been able to do what i do on top of everything else I'm trying to do simultaneously, <laughs> um, you know, to create albums and find the time to sit there in that creative space to create arrangements and to record and go in the studio. But I feel like that's what life is. You know, we're, we're not living to survive, you know, we're not working, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're not living to work, we're working to live. And I want to always remind myself every day that, you know, we're, we're only working just to keep, thriving and keep sustaining life and live out our passions and really enjoy life and i feel like too often people are just so lost in what their purpose is and they just know that every day they're clocking in and clocking out of their job with no other purpose so part of my message whenever i'm doing facebook live or sharing my music is to try to encourage people to do what i realize kind of late in life is to explore if you haven't found what your passions are it's never too late Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about how I started playing piano at age four, but there was a huge gap, a couple, almost decades, where I didn't even really play the piano. I got into sports and basketball, and, um, you know, I, I'm an artist also. I paint, so I was doing a lot of art growing up. Um, I didn't really start getting serious with music till like, 19 or 20 years old, you know, so, um, but it's been a huge part of my identity now, and I can't imagine not having that as who I am. Mm-hmm. So, do you ever, this, Michael? Do you, you ever know, do any concerts or anything? Appear at any events? We do. Um, you know, obviously with COVID, not right now. But oh, yeah. Oh, of course. A I'm lot sorry. of these are 
created through, you know, kind of the church programs. Um, they call them firesides in the LDS community. You know, there would be a couple hundred people that go to those. Um, the biggest performance we had was about 1,500 people down at the Disneyland Grand Hotel mm-hmm. a couple years back. That was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we, we've been up to Utah a few different times to put on Christmas firesides, uh, played in private concerts in people's homes. Uh, we play for weddings. Um, I, you know, with Brigham Welch, who I've mentioned already, with Hardy and Welch Music, we do a lot of cover songs. So if people go to my website, you'll see that we don't just do hymns. We do originals that we're working on. We do covers with our own kind of spin or style to the music. Mm-hmm. Um, the album, Be Still, mm-hmm. uh, the song that you heard at the beginning of the podcast, all Because I Haven't Given Much, that's on that new album that came out in November, just a f- two months ago. And um, I believe you have a link uh, on the podcast for that. You can go to that link and find um, the Be Still album that has 10 tracks on there. Mm-hmm. And the second track is the one you heard tonight at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you ever helped somebody with your music, some of the challenges, because you have difficult challenges, that try to commit suicide? or anything like that, they write to you and saying, you know, I, I almost took my life, or, as, you, you know, know what I mean? Gosh, that's, and, and I noticed you're asking a couple questions we didn't talk about, but I feel like that's meant to be. I just had somebody reach out to me on Messenger two nights ago. Oh, no. He's been listening to my Facebook Live, but he, he never comments, so I didn't even know that he's been listening, because sometimes... You know how Facebook Live works. You see people leaving comments. You don't always know who's watching. But he's been watching me all these months, and he's going through a divorce right now. And he picked up on some of the details that I share. You know, I don't usually share too much on any one episode, but people pick up a little bit of my story every two weeks. And he, he you know, he knows that I've been through my divorce. He's going through depression. He's really in the thick of it right now and I know how I felt three years ago mm-hmm. and where I was and you know he didn't say he was suicidal but he he is really struggling he's depressed um, and just reached out and we exchanged messages for about an hour and the next day I checked up on him and said how are you doing today and encouraged him to go to a reliable good counselor that's local to him and mm-hmm. um, it, you know, I'm a musician, I'm not a therapist, but mm-hmm. it's the music has a way of just gravitating people in because they feel like I'm, as I'm sharing my music, I'm letting part of what's in me out and it's vulnerable and they feel safe to talk to me and to connect with me of things that are vulnerable to them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize this when I was starting this, that that's the impact it has and that's the power that music can have in people's lives. Michael, I had somebody who was on my show, one of my um, artists had that experience too. He had somebody that was going to take his life and he had walked, talked him through because something with his music stopped him. You know what I mean? But music really plays a very big part in people's life, no matter if it's hymns or, or anything, you know, country music to pop to what, you know rock and roll yeah. hard, you know what I mean? They can something yeah. that can just feel the, their soul. Genre. Exactly. And, and 
the reason I know and the reason I ever started sharing it even more, it comes from a deeper place in my heart now in the last couple of years than it did, you know, say 10, 12 years ago when I was start, first starting mm-hmm. creating albums because I didn't, I would hear stories about people going through things, you know, people that I knew that were going through divorce or just situations that, you know, I had empathy for, but you don't really truly understand until you've gone through some of those things yourself. And so the music that I feel like I'm creating now is just kind of pouring out. But you know what? I got to go back to, because there are some people that are young adults and they have challenges too. I mean, I've known no age to escape it. Yeah. (laughs) They, they have things that I never even dreamed of when I was at their age, but they have it more rough, you know, peer pressure, school and, you know, text messaging that's not kind and, you know, it goes on and on and on and, and they get down in the dumps and something to just lift them up, just something, you know, even if they heard a few words of a song that something can just shake that off and I mean, I'm saying they're going to be better, but, you know, give them a better outlook to get help. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so obvious. And uh, I hear other musicians who play similar music and, you know, their stories are similar to what they're hearing from people following their music. And I didn't really ever think that that was going to be something that would be impacted by my music personally. I just thought, oh, that's those musicians. So it really, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like not a burden in a bad way. You just want to feel like now they've reached out to you. You can't let them down. So it comes kind of with this weight a little bit that I know they're not trying to do, but you feel like, you know, because I believe in God, I feel like a lot of situations unfold and in the order that they happen to lead into the very circumstances that you find yourself in. And when I get these messages, I I really feel like these aren't by accident. I feel like Mm -hmm. whatever led to that very moment. Well, this play, let's play this one song because I have been given much. No, do we already play that? Well, that's the one we started with. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, there's one more we need to play. Okay, I I can use that one to close out. But it's okay. I I was going to play the one from the beginning because people have been asking to hear that again. So, um, let's see what we've been given. Okay, we have been given much. I want to play that one. That's the one that they've been asking for. This is on the new album, Be Still. Okay. Let me find that one. I can't seem to get to it. Um, but anyway, tell me a little bit about that. What made you write, I mean, play that song, Be Still? Yes. Well, Be Still or um, Because I Have Been Given Much? Um, be Still. Be Still. Be Still. Okay. What made you yeah, write that? I don't that? think you have that one that I sent you to play tonight, but I would love to talk about that one. Okay. Um, okay. That, that's the... Uh, that song "Be Still" is on the album "Be Still." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, and that one's an original that I wrote, and I decided to go ahead and call the album after that song. Mm-hmm. And it's track nine out of the ten, and all the other nine songs are hymns that I grew up listening to in church, 
but it's with my own kind of interpretation of the music. Mm-hmm. And track number nine called Be Still is a song that I wrote the melody to and the lyrics, and I actually sang to this song. I'm not much of a singer. People didn't even know that I sing or that I even like to sing. Oh. <laughs> you know, like my daughter who sings in the shower, you know, like I sing in the car. So a lot of people who heard this album that are even close friends of mine hadn't heard me sing until this album. I just felt impressed when creating this album at the very end. I thought, you know what? I'm, I feel impressed to create a song and create a message. And the message is really a lot of what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, people going through challenges, whether it's being bullied at school or not feeling socially accepted, you know, you know, the LGBTQ or people feel like they're in hiding or living in secret because they don't feel accepted. Mm-hmm. People who are feeling suicidal or not um, not feeling loved or they just feel alone. The message is really about hope. And as we're feeling these this anguish and this turmoil and frustration and every thought is, you know, making you feel like giving up on hope, you find yourself on your knees. You know, you feel like you're just pleading to God, you know, like I mentioned before in my life, sometimes I hit these dark moments where I get really humble and I turn to God. And so the song is about going from this dark place of feeling defeated and turning to God. And it's kind of poetic. It's talking about looking up into the sky and then hearing a voice of God saying just to be still and to trust in him and know that he's there mm-hmm. and to just open your heart and let him lead the way. Um, Okay, we're going to play this, Michael, we're going to play this right now. God be with you till we meet again. Yeah. I know it's an, well, no, no, they want to hear something. I want to come back. Don't worry, we've got plenty of time to talk. (laughs) You still talk, so hold on.
That was another wonderful piece. Oh, thank you, Kathy. <laughs> that was from Michael Hardy. It's like, God be with you until we meet again. It's, I was trying to think of the hymns, but that you play it so unique, so different. And so <laughs> you take these hymns and make them, you know, somebody that may not be religious feel comfortable listening to that. Do you know, I mean, oh, that, I mean, mean, I don't mean to say religious, but don't belong to a congregation or a church or anything like that. But you know, exactly. so make them feel, you know, it's it's okay. You're okay. You're gonna be okay. But anyway, um, um, tell me a little bit about that piece. Then why did you play it like you played it like that? Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, the, the the music really, I, I love like new age music. I love like contemporary music film score music, so you'll see and hear some of the hints of those sounds in some of my melodies or the way I put the chord behind it or the instruments that I use. That one was just piano, but some of the songs on the album will have layered strings, like because I haven't given much. Um, that's all in studio uh, recording. But um, I get people saying, hey, when I listen to your music, like I listen to it when I'm studying. I have like students in college or you know, some siblings and my nieces and nephews who are in school will say, hey, I got my headphones on. I love your music. I'll just get a quick text or a message on Messenger. People listen to it to study to or to end the night and they have it on their playlist to go to bed to. The lights are out and they're laying in bed and it just calms them down and, you know, causes them to just go to sleep and peacefully. This song I put at the end because um, – the song "God Be With You Till We Get Meet Again" is is exactly that. It's an old song. Like. It's an old old song. It is. It's, yeah. It's probably in eighteen hundreds or something or seventeen hundreds. Really? <laughs> it goes way back. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And you brought it into a different like, different harmony. I feel like I'm connected with people. If they're listening to my music, I may not be aware of it in that moment, uh-huh. but they are connecting to my music and in that moment we're connected and so i feel like when i'm saying god be with you till we meet again i feel like that music is channeling god i feel like they're in a spiritual place of goodness and hope and faith and mercy uh-huh. when they're listening to this type of music so god be with you till we meet again is because they're listening to the last song of the album uh-huh. like hey until next time i hope god's with you um, the lyrics of that song are god be with you till we meet again by his counsels guide us, hold you, with his sheep and love, and fold you, God be with you till we meet again, neath his wings, protecting, hide you, daily manna still provide you, God be with you till we meet again, so it's just this beautiful song, I hear this a lot growing up, as a song that people would end, like a sermon, I, I would hear it like at funerals, it brings peace and comfort to those who are grieving a loss of somebody, knowing that at some future time we'll see them again and God be with you till we meet again. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it really has a deep, profound meaning to so many people. And I, and I wanted to mention that's this album, Be Still, the list of those other nine songs, aside from the one that I created as an original, those were songs that literally the people that watch Facebook Live requested the most for me to play over six months. So mm-hmm. The, the album was literally evolved and created by the people listening to my Facebook lives. 
and uh, I wrote down a list of the songs that I noticed people were asking me to play the most, uh-huh. which one of them was God Be With You Till We Meet Again, uh-huh. um, because I had been given much, was another one that people kept saying every two weeks they wanted to hear that one, or at least every other Facebook Live, I was playing that one again and again. So I thought it was pretty neat that I was inspired to create an album just because of the reaction that people were feeding me through comments and supporting me and mm-hmm. watching me on my Sunday night Facebook Live. Some of them went almost two hours long because I couldn't stop playing because I was just being fueled and motivated by more and more people coming on and commenting and saying how much it's helping them. But I was just being fueled and... <laughs> um, well, that's you wonderful. Know, just motivated to keep playing. So yeah, we've had. Well, I need to close. I need to close, but I want to thank you so much for coming on my show, Michael. It was is an honor. Yes. And Absolutely, Kathy. I would like you to come back more around Easter time, if that's okay, and to, to yeah. give me some more songs and maybe some hymns as well as some of your other up to date music as yeah. well, and, and we could do. I'm- Currently, I'm going in the studio in the next couple of weeks to start my own original album. The whole song will be 10 tracks of originals. Ooh. I've been posting them some, some of them on Facebook, one called Surrender. None of them are professionally recorded yet, but Surrender, uh, Perseverance, uh, Calm Amidst Chaos. So mm-hmm. a lot of songs that people are really enjoying. I want to create an album where people can have that as a playlist. Well, so I... That's what I'll be doing in the upcoming months. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Well, I would need to cut this short, but... I want to thank you so much for coming on and on my, yes, and he'll have, we'll have his info on the website. So you can go back and listen to the show. I will. And we will. Okay. Well, you have a great evening and I'll catch up with you soon. And I want to thank for all my listeners out there for listening to the Kathy Lee Parker show. And Closing, I want to play one more song of his that we played in the beginning because I have been given much. And and for everybody, have a great evening. I'll be live again tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay.